Hello and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and this is episode 62 of the show. Today's sponsor is Urban Fit Crew Box Fit Classes in Kiltart. More on them later in the show. Today is a little bit different. Anyone who knows me personally will be aware that cycling and suicide prevention are things that are very close to my heart. Back in 2014 and 2015 I spent 16 months cycling around the world to raise awareness for suicide prevention and positive mental health. Over the years since, I have spent a lot of time campaigning for positive mental health in schools, community groups, clubs around the country. I've worked with some fantastic organisations and two of those are Cycle Against Suicide and Jigsaw. I've met some amazing people along the way and some of those people recently have decided to get involved in another cycling adventure. Leitrim woman Shelley McKiernan decided she wanted to take part in the race around Ireland, a non-stop race over 2,000 kilometres in as short a time as possible with a four-day time limit. And she managed to convince three of her friends to join her to do the event to raise funds and awareness for those two charities, Jigsaw and Cycle Against Suicide. Yesterday, I caught up with Martin Carroll and Shelley to talk about their adventure at the start of this week. Here's how the conversation went. Now, on the show today, we're a little bit ahead of time because Suicide Prevention Week isn't till next week. But today, I want to do something a little bit different on the show. We're going to talk about suicide prevention a little bit but we're going to talk about it in a cycling context. Now, people who know me and have known about what I've got up to over the last number of years will be very familiar with the fact that cycling and suicide prevention have played a huge part in my life over the last 10 years or so. And I'm joined by two friends, uh, Shelley and Martin. So that's Shelley McKiernan from Ahavas and Martin Carroll, a mutual friend of myself and Shelley's from Monaghan. And we're going to talk about both of those issues in a little more detail. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome, Shelley and Titch, or Martin, as most people would call you. Thanks, Bradley. It's good to be here. Now, Shelley, we spoke to you on your own last week about the race around Ireland, so the listeners will be familiar with the idea and the concept, but maybe if you could tell us again what exactly is the race around Ireland? So the race around Ireland is a non-stop ultra cycling event. So it took place, um, it started on the on Sunday, at 2.15 from Trimcastle. Um, so I was in a four-person mixed team. There was myself, Martin Titch Carroll, Stephen Mullally, and Paul Reynolds. So the four of us had to cycle, the four of us cycled 2,160 kilometres um, non-stop. So we cycled day and night. And now you went through the figures with me a little bit before we started. And it was 89.35 continuous hours. Correct. 2,160 kilometres in that time and an average speed of more than 24 kilometres per hour. That's pretty phenomenal. Bearing in mind, that's non-stop. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, like we, we could have probably pushed ourselves and we could have done better. But we did enter this to, um, to just take part and enjoy it and raise the awareness and raise money the end of the day this was our first ultra cycling event so um we learned a lot um yeah we didn't want to 
suppose overexert ourselves <laughs> too much. I think anyone listening to that would consider what you've done overexerting yourself. So don't play down your achievements. Now, I'm going to call out a list of selected towns. And I say selected towns. This is about 10% of the towns you went through in just over three and a half days. Trim, Tenuri, Coleraine, Malinhead, Manor Hamilton, Westport, Clifton, Galway, Listoon Varna, Limerick, Killarney, Malls Gap, Waterville on the Ring of Kerry, the end of the Sheep's Head Peninsula, Kinsale, Yall, Carrick and Shore, Waterford, Wexford, Bunclody, Ockram, over the Wicklow Mountains, and around Maynooth back to Trim. That is a phenomenal list of places to go to. We're going to come back to Manor Hamilton in a bit more detail later, but let's introduce Martin at this point. Martin, um, I'm tired of reading that list. That's in three and a half yeah. days. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Well, look at the, the, the race around Ireland was the idea of, of entering it was uh was Shelley's. It's something that as as a cyclist you start off and you do twenty kilometers and you think, goodness me, I'm I'm, I'm amazing. And then you eventually get up to a hundred kilometers and you're always looking for something, a little bit more. So now that I've done. This event, which with Shelley, Paul, and Stephen, and our, our twelve amazing crew, I think I can hang the bike up. I've I've done it all now. I have another event for you. I've heard of this one thing. No, I'm only joking. Um, what I will say is it's phenomenal achievement, and congratulations to all sixteen of the crew because it's not just the pair of you and the other two cyclists, Paul and Stephen, who can't be with us this evening, but. It's not just about the four people on the bike. It's about the 12 people in vans. They're also sleep deprived. They're also tired. They're also hungry. They're also dealing with that exhaustion as they go through the process. It must yeah. be surreal just as a, as a group of 16 of you driving around in a, a collection of vehicles. Describe to me who was in the team and what their, they were, their roles were and what they were doing for you. Uh, yeah, so... Um... We had, we had Monica, I suppose, or we'll start with Daryl. Daryl Hayden was the, the crew chief, and he was fantastic. He was actually he stepped in when uh, our previous crew chief had a go out medical reasons. Absolutely amazing work in, in logistics and preparing for everything that was going to be thrown at us, and he had everything prepared for. Then you had Adrian Fee, uh, Brian Kerr, Emma Birtwistle, John Boyle, uh, who else had we? Nicola Lawn, Paul Reynolds, Pete Christian, Peter Foster. The likes of Peter Foster and Greg Duffy donated their camper vans. Without those camper vans, with oh, such a big happen. crew, you, you, you'd be, you wouldn't go. So um, we had drivers, navigators, cooks, uh, physios. We had a fantastic team, but it all comes from uh, our involvement with Cycle Against Suicide, as as you know yourself, Refni, you've been involved. And the family we have, like we had 16 people from all corners of the world or the, the country. We had people of all ages from their 20s to their 60s. And everybody gelled together as if we were just a family that grew up as if we had known each other all alive. Some of the people, Peter Foster in particular, I met at a wedding. And after too many pints, we had a discussion about race around Ireland and needing a camper van. Fast forward six months, and he's standing at the start line with us. So that's that's the biggest thing I took from the whole race is how close we all became and how close we all will be going into the future. And you need that in life. You need them friendships and that closeness to people. 
Shelley, let's go back to the origins of this. I know we touched on it last week when we spoke to you, but tell us about why you wanted to get a team together and take part in this event. Well, last year I followed um, Joe Barr and um, uh, Billy Finan on the black box. Billy, both Billy and Joe Barr did it, did, did it solo. And I suppose I just got a bit addicted to to dot watching, so it's called on the black box. And I was like, God, I really want to do that. So I, as I said, I, I text Paul quite late one night, and I said, Hey, uh, would you be up for doing race around Ireland? And I said, Ah, sure, why not? So I said, um, I said honestly, I said I'd rather work with four person team than eight people. I said four person, you know, at least you know, with small, and if we all know what we have to do, and we can do it. So. Um, yeah, um, it was it was easy getting Titch on board. He was a yes straight away. <laughs> um, and then the the crew then. So the crew kind of there was a few hiccups as it was at the start, but um, we finally did get finally got the 12, 12 good strong steady crew that stuck with us. Um, we're there at the fin- start line and there at the finish line, and they looked after us and protected us like. Um, like we were their kids, you know, and we would not have been able to do this without them. They helped us get over the line. And me personally, like this was my my first ultra event and I, I found it extremely tough. Titch will tell you, um, I'm not joking when I said I was nearly on the way out a few times. Um, I kind of, I burst myself, I suppose, a little bit at the hills at the start, uh, crashed a few times. But um, as I said, Darren and, or Daryl and Nicola, they, they minded me. They made sure I um, they made sure I, I was I you know, I you know was able to finish it. Um, but for me personally, I I couldn't believe the resilience that I had. Like I mean, I had to be carried into the camper van one night where it's just I just kept getting sick and I was like, oh no. But the next morning I got up and after a bit of bit of food and having everybody there and I was like, right, let's go again. It's funny how resilient you find you become in those situations when you know you just have to get up and do it again. That there's people relying on you. There's people who have given up their time, their money, their their Same holidays thing. for you essentially to to fulfil your dreams and and you want to get back up there and and keep going even when you probably shouldn't. Um, but it takes real guts to to keep going in those situations. So so congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some of the mountains and some of the climbs because I know I saw some stuff on social media across was it Manmore Gap up in Donegal or down across the the Kerry Mountains and the Wicklow Mountains. Like there's some seriously tough climbs for people who yeah. aren't really really experienced cyclists. Yeah, I think um, the. The, the first big hill is, is Jenkinstown in, outside of Dundalk and on up to Long Woman's Grave and then you obviously hit Harman, it's all hilly. The one thing about it is the only flat bit in the entire race is from uh, from the bottom, when you come off the Wicklow Mountains and you head back up uh, Nace Road on up to, to Trim. Um, but like Shelley and Stephen, as you mentioned there, Memorial Gap hit Memorial Gap the first night. It is just a humongous climb. And then you're on down... Down to the Kerry Mountains, we've done the Gap of Dunlow, over it to straight into the Models Gap, over it straight into, I don't know what the name of the third one was, but I had a few choice <laughs> names for it before I got to the top of it. And then you're on into, yeah, you're into Cork. Like, it's just all hills. But as you said, like, you have, you have the people there that have given up their time, their money, their energy. They're all tired and grumpy, the same as us. 
but still when the car pulls up and they say right you're up you just stuck it up and you get out and you go on and you do it I think in a, in a solo event the people I have the real appreciation for after this after doing that as a four person team are the two person teams and the soloists yeah they're just absolutely amazing people they have amazing resilience <laughs> they need their heads checked <laughs> how, um, how does the four person <laughs> team work uh, so it's done in a, in a relay system so every team can have their own system you do it whatever way you want you start and finish the important thing is that there's only one cyclist moving at a time you can't for instance draft in cycling in normal cycling events you could have four ten twenty people and you're drafting so if you're three people back in a group you're doing an awful lot less work than the person at the front so in this event it's a you're driving yourself it's only you and your power and the power of your head and everything else is keeping you going so um the way we worked was we had two two twos so we had shelly and stephen and we had myself and paul reynolds were in the other group so when shelly and stephen were resting in the camper van myself and paul were taking half hour on half hour off stints and then obviously when you came to the mountains the idea is to get over them as quick as possible so we actually split the mountains up every kilometer or so so you were only climbing for a kilometer but you could drive on as hard as you could so it was just it's all about speed and it's like any cycling event it's cycling's not about being the fastest or the strongest a lot of the time it's about being the cleverest and reserving energy no absolutely but it's it's phenomenal i'm 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 in awe of of the achievement congratulations on so many different levels let's talk about the two charities that you were undertaking this challenge for cycle against suicide and jigsaw who do a lot of work with youth mental health mm -hmm. shelly yes so cycle against suicide um as we know their their main message is um to let everybody know that it's okay not to feel okay and it's absolutely okay to ask for help and they use pedal power to help promote that message so every year they have an annual cycle which starts in in april and it started off it used to be two weeks but then it, it went down then to 10 days so people can go in and go out um whenever they want so um because it is a lot of time to take off work but um we literally shoulder to shoulder, we cycle around the length and breadth of this country and we, we talk and we, we stop in schools and we get the schools on board and, um, you know, through, through speeches and song and dance and everything, we, we help to get that message across. And it's, I remember, was it last year or the year before, we left a school in, it was up the north and... Uh, um, we left the school there and we got a message back saying after we left that school that one of the students went up to their teacher and just opened up and said, you know, that things weren't good or whatever was happening there. I don't know what it was personally, personal and it was. But basically after we left, we gave that child enough confidence and courage to speak up and seek that help. So that just that just meant so much after hearing that. Absolutely, and of course, Jigsaw as well do fantastic work. The difference between Jigsaw and, and Cycling Against Suicide, Cycling Against Suicide work predominantly in schools and they go into the schools and give the talks. They don't per se have a walk-in centre, whereas Jigsaw is also set up to work with the youth, but they have walk-in centres. Actually, and not too far from yourself, there are uh, offices in Roscommon, Offaly, Mead, Limerick, Kerry, Galway, Donegal, Cork, North Fingal, Talla, Dublin 15, Dublin City and Clondalkin. Just to give, if anybody's listening and they're in them areas, call into these guys 
if it's not to have a chat about something, to lend a hand because the services they provide, along with all the other charities around the country, are just invaluable. We're living in a we're living in a time now where kids have so many stresses and strains in them, and they have to be perfect. That you see the young lads with the hair done up. In my time, if if I seen a comb, it was it was only on Sunday going to mass. You might see the comb, and it was in your mother's hand, not your own hand. Yeah, honest God, and the, the J clock rubbed around your jaw, but. Nowadays, the, the young lads have to have their hair done going into school. And, you know, it's all these, it's, it's a silly thing, but it's just peer pressure and whatever else. But the likes of Jigsaw and Cycling and Suicide, as as um, Shelley said there, we had that kid. If we done this whole entire race and only one person benefit from it and it saved that one person's life, then it was worth it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Now let's bring it back to Leitrim for a minute because you did take a route through Leitrim probably on the basis that it's very hard to get from Donegal to Sligo without coming through Leitrim but you you went a little bit further than the two or three miles at Tullahan. You cut down through Rossinver and into Manor Hamilton and over into Sligo so you saw a good bit of North Leitrim. What did you think of it Martin? You're not a local so would you have been used to those kind of epic ga- valleys I'm or glens? I was actually I was actually uh, sleeping in the camper van at that stage, so <laughs> I think no. Where was where? No, where was you, I was. You were no. You did that. Well, I was sleeping. Yeah. It no, obviously made a fantastic impression. It made a fantastic impression on you, anyway, Martin. It did. Yeah. I remember clearly now. That I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose with cycling and suicide, for me, that into cycling does a lot of cycling. It's it's a very relaxed pace. So you get a time to, to look around. And actually, the, the last time we cycled through Leitrim, it was actually the, the first time we'd, I'd done the cycle. And I did mention that it was one of the most beautiful places in the country. It's It's got lovely scenic routes. Have I saved myself? You've dug yourself out of a bit of a hole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, lynch the, mob, the lynch mob have been called off, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but no... Um... No, but the, the whole country, it is. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant way to see the country and beautiful. <laughs> you saved yourself there, Martin. Shelley, let's talk about your own background because you're obviously an Ahavas lady. And I... So tell us a bit about you and maybe... Were you a cyclist in, in your Leitrim days? or I know you don't live in Ahavas uh, midweek now. You work in Kildare. Uh, you've moved away for work from the county. But tell us a bit about your upbringing in Leitrim and how you ended up deciding to cycle around the country. Uh, so as, I, as I said, I, I started off on a mountain bike that my mum and dad would have bought me for Christmas. So um, I do have memories of going around um, selling Avon. <laughs> As a you know, as a kind of a, a job, my mum used to sell Avon, so I used to go around cycling with the Avon books in my bag, going around taking orders and bringing people back their products. Um, it probably wasn't actually. I went to college then, and I'm in Sligo, and I remember having a hybrid bike, and I remember just tipping out to Vosses Point. I used to tip out there in the evenings, and God, I found that I have to say I found that very very hard. I think it was probably when I went to Athlone. That's when I I got I did a little bit more me and um. Yeah, my ex, we used to do a lot of cycling. We did the Ring of Kerry and that. And then um, it was, as I said, in October 2016 when I put my bike in my car and I drove up to Malahide in Dublin and had my first Cycling and Suicide spin-off. Um, so that's actually, it's funny. Titch, Titch was there as well. And I remember, yeah. Titch, my first time I met you was at the Ploughing Championships. Yeah. In, it would have been September 2016. And Doreen was there as well. And um, I remember saying it to her. I said, God, I said, this is something I'd love to do. 
And she said, well, if you if you want to do it, she says, my advice is, is to do it because she said you will not look back and she said you will make friends for life. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, October was when I had the first spin-off and I remember coming back going, oh, my God, for the first time, I feel like I, I belong somewhere, like I fit in. So then I, I joined Cy- uh, Southwest Gunman Cycling Club and... Um, I got started to get the miles in there and the people there, particularly um, Keith Sharkey and Adrian Adrian Gannon. Um, like them lads, like they're they're extremely top class athletes. They I suppose they seen potential in me and they they worked with me and they they bought me along and they helped me to become a strong cyclist. Now I still have a lot of work to do. Like I mean, like anything, you don't become an expert overnight. But I find you know you you kind of learn something new every day like um like even on the cycle there this year we had John Boyle who's from Nace he's a very strong cyclist he did Mizzen to Malinhead on his own solo with no crew or anything and he was my um he was in the car behind me so he was even giving me little tips just to kind of you know regards gears and stuff just to kind of pace myself to make sure I have enough energy to finish it I mean I did make the decision and it was it was after speaking to Titch, um, we said, right, at the end of the day, we're going to have to do this on our own, even though we're part of a four-person team and we're going to have a crew, but we're going to be cycling on our own. And Billy, my, my trainer, who got a lot of advice from, said, yeah, like, it's going to be very lonely. You know, you are going to be cycling three, four o'clock in the morning. There's going to be you, the road, the ditches and the water right beside you and it's going to be cold dark windy and he was not he was not lying because that's exactly what it was like i do you're not not selling this race to the next people shelly no but i think people have to be realistic (laughs) as well because i'm going to just jump a little bit sideways for a moment there's three ladies currently swimming the shannon from county leitrim uh, under the the name flo bio like you were box of cogs box of cogs was your race name but flo bio have been swimming the Shannon all month and they started up in Dowra, they've made the whole way down they're just outside Limerick and they'll finish at the moment they're expecting to finish early on Sunday morning and I know they had some low points because of things that were out there, outside their control we had them on the show a couple of weeks ago, there was parts of the interview we had that that we couldn't actually put out because the, the, the girls we were speaking to were just too emotional they, I don't know if they really believe they could finish it, now they went back and they've done it and they've been phenomenal and they've been absolutely excellent. Were there low points when you thought, do you know what, this just isn't worth getting back on the bike? Because I know I had them on my adventures, and I know people who do these kind of things, you wouldn't be human if you didn't have those moments. So where did you have those moments, and, and where and in what circumstances did they happen on the bike? Maybe if each of you would, would tell us maybe one moment when you may have thought of that. I don't know. I suppose the, the low point for me was the, the start of the Wicklow Mountains, Obviously, we we started there. One main goal was to start and finish together. And at, just before we approached the Wicklow Mountains, we found out that uh, Stephen Mullally had his he had an injury from early on in the in the race, which he fought through and was an absolute trojan. It, it was a giant of a man to, to keep going. But at that point, we got word back from the medic to say that uh, there was no way he was getting back on the bike. So it was. It was the idea of facing into the Wicklow Mountains with one of our, without one of our strongest climbers. At that stage, I had miscalculated the, the distance, and I thought we still had an extra 100 kilometers to go, and I was thinking, God, we're not going to finish this thing. What's the point in my own head? Now, obviously, outwardly, you're trying to still be 
smiley and jokey and and keep everything going. But yeah, over the over the first the first hill was just absolute agony. Then we got over halfway up the second hill, and when we got to the top of the the second hill, all, I said, all we have to do is the Sally Gap, and we've done that in training. So then the, you got over it, but it took an awful lot of energy. Uh, Greg Duffy, one of the one of the drivers on that night, he was a camper driver, but he he stepped in to drive to let one of the other crew have rest, and he was brilliant because he was that deadpan humour. Where I'm looking at him, he's out standing outside the the car holding me bike, and I'm going, I don't know, I can't get on, I can't get on. He just wraps in the window, and goes, get out now, he's coming, so, and you just get up and you get on with it. You get on with it because he's there, because he's given up his time. But yeah, you do, you do have low time, low, low points without a doubt. And hills are the usual place to come out for me. I hate hills. Shelley, what about yourself? Uh, I hit a bit of a low point there. I did mile and head on my own, and um. I, I suppose we in our crew or on our team, we um we d- weren't clever enough to realise that you could split the hills. So I kind of burst myself up mal and head and came back down. And then um I was hoping I could do some of my more gap because I had um practiced that a few times. But um just before my more, I st- I just felt the energy uh, drained drained out of me. Um. Yeah, I, I literally went as pale as anything. And I said, uh, Daryl said to me, oh, Michelle, you're up next. And I was like, oh, Daryl, I said, I don't feel well. And him and Nicola both looked at me and I literally was as white as a sheet. And I, I went out and I started getting sick. And I was like, oh, my dear Lord, how am I going to do this? Um, see, um, I hadn't really planned. Well, I, I can't remember the last time I stayed up all night. I think it was um, in college to study for an exam. Um, like it's a different thing even though we'd eaten dinner that that evening and everything but I wasn't eating enough to to cycle all night it's and it's it was hard to keep things down like I remember another another morning I came back again I was sick I was getting sick and someone handed me a dry slice of toast and I was looking at it going oh I can't eat that I was like oh Jesus Christ it took me about two hours I'd say I was going I was taking tiny little bits of the toast and I was trying to drink water and I was like, oh, I think I have to get sick. I think I have to get sick. I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? But, I mean, a bit of sleep, as in, when I say a bit of sleep, it was literally, what, two, two three hours maybe. Um, and then you get up and you literally, like Billy had went through that with me. I had to slap myself across the face, choke hot water over my face, say to myself, cop on here now, Shelley. Like, I signed up to this. It costs a lot of money. Like, I said, I'm not going home without a medal. I said, I came here to do this. And I'm going to do it. And I bought the three lads with me. They all said yes. I said, I'm not going to let them down. And I said, we've got 12 people who's after giving up their time. They're, they're, t- they're taking annual leave. They're staying up all night to do this, to make sure we do it. So I said, I'm going to do this come hell or high low. And I did cry with happiness over that finish line. <laughs> I can imagine. There's a couple of nice touches from the race. I saw that not only do the riders get a medal, but all the crew got a medal as well, which was a really, really nice touch from the, the event organisers. Um, you finished in fourth place in that four-person team category, 89.35 hours, 2,160 kilometres covered, an average of 24.11 kilometres per hour. That's not possible without the help of some sponsors, and I'm sure you had some people behind the scenes that helped you out with equipment or cash or what have you. Yeah, um, well, the car, the vehicles is the first thing. So, with a couple of, as I said, with a couple of camper vans from from Greg and Peter, 
we had cars from uh, from Brady's of Arva. We had my own van was was wrangled in. But look up here locally, we had Tracy's Hotel. Uh, well, they're all, they're all over the country. If anybody's near Tracy's Hotel, go in and give them a give them a, a dig out. They're very generous. They bought the the crew shorts for us. We had Collins Travel. We Global Tires, FlexiTech. The the list could go on all night. And everybody, I think, was the same. I'm sure Shelley had, had several people as well that, that sponsored. But uh, people uh, are so generous in everything. I was like, can I just say a huge thank you to um, Pam in Buckley's bicycle, bicycle shop in Tullamore. I went into Pam and she um, she she just gave me great tips and advice, what to wear, what to bring with me. She gave me this um, cream that you rub into your legs. And it kind of warms them up. And that, I just, that was fantastic. Um, Gary Bracken in Baranophily as well. He um, serviced my bikes and made sure that they were in tip-top condition, which meant a lot because, like, we had the scrutiny at 12 o'clock on the Saturday. And basically, if there was anything wrong with your bike, like, you know, you could get disqualified straight away or, um, you know, you, you get out of the competition. So... Um, I have to thank those two people. And then obviously Southwest Common Cycling Club, as I said, they raised four and a half thousand euro for Cycle Against Suicide. They had their annual cycle on the 1st of June and they raised the money for Cycle Against Suicide. So there will be a presentation there some night soon. Um, yeah. Excellent. Now, I know you were raising funds for the two charities, Jigsaw and Cycle Against Suicide. Do you have a figure on what you've raised? Not yet. Not yet. We're... We we estimate it's an estimate in around eight thousand altogether. So hopefully, hopefully we'll beat that. But we'll, uh, we'll see. There's still money coming in. There's still people throwing money in the GoFundMe page. There's, there's. I know I have a couple of people to, to I've been told to call to. So I'll have to call to them now this week when we've with the training and the cycling over now. So I'll have a moment to, to go around and just tally up everything. I think you as we... well as going around chasing money. Oh, sorry, Charlie, do you want to jump in? I was going to say, we still are accepting donations. If people would like to donate, there's a GoFundMe link and it's on the Facebook page. So if you type into the search engine um, box of COGS, you'll see it there. Okay, perfect. Listen, folks, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm in awe of your achievement in doing that distance in that time. as a Even as a four-person relay, it's phenomenal. So congratulations and... Um, I can't wait to hear what's next. Maybe you might come towards Leitrim direction, Shelley, and drag them all down this neck of the woods uh, for maybe something next year. But to both Shelley and Martin, and also to Paul and Stephen and the other 12 crew who took part, congratulations on a fantastic achievement and a fantastic amount of money raised for two really, really good charities. Thank you very much for having us. And thanks for your support. And that, folks, is that. Thank you so much to Titch Carroll, Martin Carroll and Shelley McKiernan of Ahavas for sharing that story with us. A little bit of Leitrim relevance, but I think the message that comes out of it is a one of positive mental health and the fact that it's okay not to feel okay and it's absolutely okay to ask for help. September is Suicide Prevention Month and I would ask that you take a look around your community, your workplace, your school and maybe ask that person who is isn't sitting in the corner on their own having their lunch how they're doing today and really listen to the answer this whole show has been built on community and this community in Leitrim of ours has been ripped apart by suicide more times than I would care to remember 
we need to look out for each other. So today, maybe pick up the phone and ring that person you haven't spoken to in a while. Ask them for a coffee and sit down and have a chat. Thank you so much today to Urban Fit Crew who sponsored today's episode. My name is Brefney Early and I have really enjoyed this conversation today. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow for an episode of Kiss My Arts with Nicola Kearns, a Balnamore-based writer about her work in recent years. Talk to you then.